Thank you for listening to the One City Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. I want to talk to you about Rise Up. Okay, if there's a title, it's called Rise Up. I want to talk to you about the responsibility that we have as believers to be able to partner with God. The responsibility that we have. You see, I want to alert you on something. Life is not just going to work out. I hate to break it to you, but life doesn't just happen. It doesn't just, it doesn't just work out. We are where we are because of the way that we think, okay? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. Okay, as we think, so goes our life. Okay, as the mind goes, as your heart goes, so goes your life. Your life follows you. You are where you are because you thought yourself there, okay? So life doesn't just work out. We have a responsibility. There is a responsibility on us to partner with him to see his word come to pass. I'm going to say that again because only David Henson got excited. She thought that was really funny, whoever that was. I'll make sure my jokes go that way this morning. We have a responsibility to partner with him to make sure his word comes to pass. When we partner with his word, his word is never, it never returns to him empty. It always accomplishes what he set it out to do. That's why we bring him into remembrance of his word. But really, he didn't really forget his word. What are we doing? We're bringing ourselves into remembrance and that word is coming alive in us. Okay, you hear me? That word is coming alive in us. It's becoming life to us. Okay, it's true to us. It's taking on shape and form. And all of a sudden, the word is becoming flesh now. The word is alive in us. And people are seeing the word being manifest. The word dwelling among the people. That's what the word is supposed to do. It's supposed to take on shape and form. When you read this book, it should be leading to an encounter with him. I don't read it to read it. I'm not reading it to discipline myself. Although that's a great byproduct. I'm reading it to encounter him for the word to take on shape and form so that it would dwell among the people and they would behold what? His glory. The word should always lead to an encounter. If it's not leading to an encounter, it's because you're not going deep enough into the word. That's not condemnation. I didn't know that place. I just read and memorized a bunch of scriptures so I could get up here and preach. The word is supposed to come alive so that it can become life because what produces life in you will release life through you. Do you hear me? That's Holy Spirit. That's not me. It produces, oh my gosh, I'm seated in heavenly places. What does that look like? What does that mean? I want to encounter that. I want to see from those places that I'm seated in. I get so excited about the word. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does it mean if I died and my life is hidden with you, Christ, in God? What, 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 what does that mean? I'm not up here quoting it. I want to live it. I want people to see it. I want to encounter it. That's what the word should. So we have a responsibility to see his word come to pass. I'm going to give you just a few scriptures. We're not going to turn there. I'm going to give you a few scriptures that show us the responsibility that we have. You see, because we're not just singing the sweet by and by song waiting for Jesus to come take us home. Okay? We are preparing the way for 2021. 
We are preparing the way for this nation. You are preparing the way for people to come into this church. You are preparing the way for your family. You are preparing the way for your prodigal son and daughter to return home. You are the ones that prepare the way. John prepared the way for Jesus. Jesus prepared the way for me. Long time ago, Father prepared the way for me. Long before the foundations of the world. You are preparing the way. You are called to become the word. For it to take on shape and form and partner with him to see what he sees, to manifest it to the earth, man. That's what wakes me up in the morning. I love it. But it's a responsibility that we have. Ephesians 6, and I'm not going to go deep into these scriptures. Let me encourage you with something. Man, I'm running out of time quick. Wow, that's amazing. Um, Let me encourage you with this. I'm going to give you some scriptures. I'm going to open up the can. I can't tell you everything this morning. Listen, you've got to dive in and separate to the word yourself. When you hear pastor releasing these messages and Pastor Christy, Pastor Seth, David, all of these people, you've got to go home and separate yourself to that word. I have a stack of notes from the marriage class and from teachings with Dan and Lisa. A stack, a stack of notes from Pastor Feltshaw that the Lord will bring me to. It's a stack that I go back to again and again and again and again and again and then some more. Not until I get it. And then it'll bring me and show me in a completely different way and it'll blow my mind. I never saw it that way before because he's God. He can do that. When he breathes, another galaxy is formed. He's God. So I don't want to pretend like I know. So I take these notes, these scriptures. What do they mean? What is, I go back and I say, that's Psalms 89. Your word is settled in heaven. I'm going back. Is that right? I'm going back to check it. I want to know. I'm separated to him, to his presence, to his word. So I'm going to give you a lot of scripture this morning. And I can see, we'll put my notes online. But this is an invitation for you to step in deeper. To you to separate to these words. To you to separate to those prophetic words that you get so that you can partner with him to bring it to pass. Because you have a responsibility. This is not just about us. Hey, that's a really great message, you know, and then we go eat and we forget all about it. No. This right here, this is life. This is truth. I chew on it. I meditate on it. I observe to do everything that is written in it. And then I, wake my, my, I make my way prosperous, and then I have good success. That's Joshua 1.8. I do everything I can to be in this word, to be in his presence, and to separate it to it. Because I want to see him revealed through me. I don't want to stand before him and know that I missed out on the fullness of everything that he had for me. What a terrible day. That's the terror of the Lord. To stand before him and know that I didn't number my days and separate myself to him and I didn't see the fullness of him operating in my life. It's my responsibility. Ephesians 6 says this, 6.12. Don't turn there because we're going to stay in Jeremiah. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, I'm not going to camp here. I'm not going to. I don't, I don't believe that this is time to open up this can. But notice this. He says, for we. We. We means me. Everybody say, we, we means me. Okay? For I do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That means we're not wrestling with each other. Okay? I'm not going to wrestle with Kenneth. 
Kenneth is not my problem. No matter what Kenneth does to me, he's not my problem. I'm my own problem, right? If there's offense in my heart and Kenneth does something, who's got the problem? Me. All right, lesson learned. We can move on from that. Amen. That was a little tidbit. But I'm not, I'm not called to wrestle with him. But it says this, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, and wicked hosts in heavenly places. So it says, we, I'm not called to wrestle with flesh and blood, but I do. I am wrestling against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness that are coming against me. Now, I'm not going to go into that, but I'm showing you the responsibility that I have. I'm, I'm showing, I'm laying out, you have a responsibility to understand what is going on and that this is not about singing the sweet by and by and think everything's going to work out. I got a newsflash for you. John 10, 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't like you very much. The glory of God is inside you. And when you begin to break out and the roar begins to make its way out of you, he wants to stop that roar. Now, that's not to scare you because we'll look at him in the end time and go, this was the guy who caused all the problems? Are you serious? That's not to scare you, but that's for you to understand. There is a force that is working against you. And we're called to not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against those things. That's why he said, put on the armor of God. That's why he gave you a sword in your hand. A two-edged sword. I was going through a really rough time one time. A really rough time. And a very prophetic person who sees very clearly, he said, I see your sword, but it's in your sheath. You haven't taken it out. Wow, I do have a responsibility. Yeah, take your sword out. Hold it up in your hand, the two-edged sword, and the high praises of God be in your mouth. And you speak to the mountain, and it shall become a plain. You're a warrior. That's who you are. You say, well, I'm quiet. I'm reserved. I wear it. No, you're a warrior. That's who you are. Why? Because there are principalities and powers that are working against us. But hey, that doesn't scare us. Why? Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I overcome by the blood of the lamb, by the word of my testimony. Come on, somebody. You getting fired up yet? Come on. All right. Second Corinthians, I'm showing you a few scriptures and I'm gonna roll quick. Second Corinthians 10, three. For though we walk, we, we means me. For though I walk in the flesh, I do not war. I'm reading it as if it's me. It's us, okay? I, this is how I read the word, okay? For we, he's talking to me. So I read it. For though I walk in the flesh, I do not war according to the flesh, okay? The, for the weapons of my warfare, my warfare, come on, this is making it personal. You hear what I'm saying? This is not just about God. He called you the repairer of the breach and the restorers of past to dwell in. People think that that's God, but that's not God. That's you. He called you to that place. And he says, the weapons that I've given you, they're not carnal. But they're mighty in me. They're mighty in me for the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It's war. It's war. You understand that? It's my responsibility I see a sword, and it's in your sheath, Ryan. You need to take it out. You need to understand you're in a war. The enemy doesn't like you very much, but that's okay because I'm inside you. 
My glory, my power, resurrection power is inside you, Ryan. You don't have to be afraid. Ascend, rise up in me. Take the sword in your hand. Take the the high praises of me in your mouth. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice and wage the good fight of warfare. Be strong in the Lord and the power of my might. See, he took the weight off of you. He said, it's your responsibility To bring my word to pass, to come into alignment with my word. But notice this. He took the weight off of you and he says, but be strong in me. And he says, in the power of my might. It's not in you. The confidence for you to do great exploits for him is not in the confidence of who you are. It's Christ in you that's the hope of glory. It's you dying to yourself to such a level and you understanding the responsibility that you have and you dying to that place where he becomes so big on the inside of you that everywhere you go, you look like the Michelin man walking around with the power and the glory of God just waiting to burst out of you. Holy Spirit is imprisoned inside every person just waiting to get out, just waiting to see God inside somebody. That's what he's looking for. You you may see somebody who's just lost it, somebody who's broke, busted and disgusted, and God is saying, when will somebody see me inside that person? When will somebody come along and recognize that that is me right there and call forth their destiny and call forth them to be awakened? That's what he's looking for. He's looking for that kind of fire. Man, I know I'm aggressive this morning, but it's the fire of God. Man, we have to rise up. You know, I, I'm, I'm hearing everybody talk about everything in this year and this and that. He's calling us higher, guys. I'm going above the emotions. The other day, when, when I heard about somebody being in the hospital with COVID or whatever they was going, I felt that fear try to land in my heart. And it tried to attack me. That fear, I could feel it. You see, he's on the inside, but that's on the outside. And I felt it, I felt it trying to come. And you start thinking, well, what happened? No, 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 no. Father, I repent. I submit to you right now. And I resist every form of darkness right now. And I thank you that your blood is speaking a greater word over me. It's speaking a greater word over that person. And I reach up and I thank you that I'm seated in heavenly places far above all the sickness, the disease, the fear. And I take a hold of your blood, Jesus. And I thank you that it speaks a better word on that person's behalf. I resist all fear right now. You are alive. It's different. People say, well, that's, it's really aggressive, Ryan. Well, I'm sorry, but the, the enemy's really aggressive towards us. And this is not just, Jesus, help me. Listen, if that's a starting place, that's okay. But he's given you everything that he's going to give you. He has armed you, and he has given you his spirit. He has put that resurrection power inside of you. And you know what he's looking for you to do? To take your place. You're saying, well, God, we need revival. And he's saying, I need revival to start with you. I need for you to be revived. I need you to be awakened, to come out from among them, to be awake from the sleep of the dust of the earth. Arise, be awakened in this time, and to know that my word is inside you, my glory is inside you. I'm just looking for you to move. He's given you everything that you're ever gonna need.
He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But I have a responsibility to align myself with that. Is this clear? Am I okay? Guys, I know I'm being aggressive right now, but here's what I feel like I'm doing. I'm reaching in and taking a hold of what's inside you. I, I, I can't apologize for that. That's, that's, that's just me. Some guy sitting on a stool and, and just talk. I, I, I'm just a wrecking ball, man. I get it from Dan and Pastor. I blame it on them. You know, it's, it's what Father, I, he's just put an awakening anointing, if you can call that, on my life. I just believe that I'm passionate. We have to go after these things. So let's go to Jeremiah. Let's, let's skip the other verses. And let's go to Jeremiah. We're going to go quickly. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Jeremiah 1. You mark your Bible so that people don't think you don't know where the books of the Bible are. (laughs) That's a joke. Jeremiah 1. I want to talk about the responsibility and what the Father's looking for. Like I said earlier... Father's looking for us to partner with him. Everything was completed. Everything was established before the foundations of the world. When was the lamb slain? Before the foundations of the world. All things are complete in him. Everything that is to be done is done. But what he's looking for is he's looking for you to partner with him. He's looking for you to come into alignment with what he sees. He doesn't see someone who's broke, busted, and disgusted. He doesn't see that. He sees fulfillment. He sees through the blood of his son. That's what he sees, which says fulfillment, which says healed, delivered, set free. When I came to this altar three years ago, he didn't see where I was. He reached inside and he pulled my destiny out. Right here. Right here. When I got out of that aisle and I came down and I said, I'm done. I'm looking for you. He said, that's my son. He said, that's my son. He's coming home. That's my son. There's fulfillment in him. I see it. He said, I see him standing before one city church and releasing the sound of me through him. That's what he saw. He didn't saw someone who was broken. He was just looking for someone to come into alignment with what he sees. He's ready to partner In the Old Testament with Moses and Abraham, do you think he really wanted to destroy those people? No. You know what he was looking for? Moses and Abraham's response. What are you going to do? Are you going to get in front of those people? Daniel. Daniel. Daniel 9. Daniel, the nation is in ruins. What are you going to do? I'm going to begin to repent, Lord. And I'm going to begin to bring you in remembrance of the prophecy that 70 years from now will be set free. I'm going to begin to repent for a nation. Daniel, this is what I see. What do you see? He's looking for people to partner with him. Jeremiah 1, 11 says this. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me. Now, Jeremiah's being, he's being called to be a prophet to the nations, but he's young. So he's having this conversation with God, but I'm a young, I'm a young person and no one will listen to me. And the Lord says this. He says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, Jeremiah said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Verse 12, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready 
to perform my word. You know, another word for the word ready, it means I'm waiting to perform my word. Another translation says this, I am watching to perform my word. Do you see what he's looking for here? He's looking for someone to see what he sees. That's why he says in Revelations to come up here so that you can see what he sees. Now, that's, that's a process, but I sit with him so that I can see what he sees. Okay, let me explain to you this process. I'm not saying you're just gonna get taken into heaven. If you do, that's great. What I'm saying is it's the process of sitting my father to gain clarity to see him clearly so that I can see what he sees. When I go into the secret place, I don't have an agenda. I don't have a plan. I don't have a devotion. I'm not saying that those things are bad. He's my devotion, okay? He's my affection. He leads me in the secret place. So I go in there and I begin to pray and I begin to stir myself up and I begin to pray in tongues and I begin to worship him and I begin to abandon everything and release myself to him. That means I just begin to let go. I begin to get out of my mind, okay? And I begin to worship him from my inner being. And I let myself go and I let myself be free. And I rise above all the distractions and the cares and the concerns. And you know what? Sometimes there has to be a settling. Sometimes there has to be a settling. Sometimes I'll go in there in the secret place and my soul is very unsettled and it's not at rest. And you know what? I have to contend in that place and I have to keep pushing and I have to keep pushing and I have to go until I break through into like another stratosphere where it's tranquil and it's peace. Until I break through. But what I'm doing is when I'm in the secret place and I'm praying and I'm encountering him, I'm beginning to see how he sees. Because when I begin to see what he sees, now I can partner with him. Now I can take my place. He would show me my employees and how they were a certain way and where I would get frustrated. He would say, you're not seeing them sons. You're not seeing them like they're my sons. And I say, Lord, I just... I want them to be a family. I want them to honor each other. He says, they'll be a family when you start treating them like sons. You see, that's how he sees. You see what I'm saying? That's how he sees. He sees fulfillment. And he's looking for me to take my place to come in responsibility and come into alignment with how he sees things. Because he's waiting to perform his word. He's waiting who will come along beside that person and see them in me? It's not that you need some great prophet. Anyone can prophesy. I desire that all should prophesy. That's what Paul said. But Father is waiting for someone to walk by and see what he sees to be able to prophesy to their destiny and call it forth. Because why? Because he's eagerly waiting to perform his word. He's waiting to perform his word. He's waiting for you to walk in divine healing. But what he needs you to do is come into alignment with what has already been done. We come into alignment with agreement and the sounds of the world. And this is blowing around and this is going around. And I may get this and I may get that. And, and this is happening this and so and so. Did you hear about, hey, hey, rise above the emotions. Above the cares. Above the concerns. I'm going after you, Father. I'm shutting out all the noise. I'm shutting out all the noise. I can't receive that. 
I thank you that this economy is bouncing back and it's going to be like a springboard economy. Father, I take a hold of, I see, I see the destiny of this area. It's rich in resources and it's racial reconciliation. I see the destiny and I'm taking a hold of the destiny. I'm rising above everything that's being said about this area. All the neglect, all the negative news, everything that's on the news. I'm rising above. I'm rising above. I'm pushing for you and I'm taking a hold of how you feel about this area and I'm releasing it to the earth. That's completely different. Now, I'm not saying you're going to figure that out in one day. It's a process. I'm laying it out for you. I'm inviting you in to step into this place. We're going to mess it up sometimes, but that's okay. That's okay. He's just looking for somebody who's abandoned, who will come into agreement with what he sees. He's not going to build upon the sounds of the world. He's not going to build about what's buzzing on your devices. He's not going to build upon the foundation of the news. He's going to build on his word. His word always comes to pass. We have to be separated to his word. It is always what comes to pass and it never fails. You separate yourself to this word where it takes on shape and form and you die to yourself until you become the living word. I get aggressive with that. Why? Because we are in a fight. We are in a fight to see these things come to pass. He's love, he's tender. He's all of those things. So really, what am, I, what am I going for? What am I fighting against, Ryan? All of these things that are trying to work against me to keep me from ascending and rising up in him and taking my place. Just as I gave you the example earlier, what are we fighting against? When I heard about that person fear trying to find a place in my heart. No. James 4, 7, what's my responsibility? Father, I submit to you. And I resist the enemy right now. I literally do that with my hand. Why? Because it's my imagination. I'm literally pushing back against the force of darkness right here. What? Sometimes you guys just get it. You, you need to get free of yourself and begin to do those things. That's how I pray. That's, that's how I live. I push back against the darkness. I push back against the fear. I drive all fear right now with the blood of Jesus away from me. And I thank you that perfect love casts out all fear and I receive your love right now, Father. And I open my hands and I receive his love. Why? It's a prophetic declaration. It's an expression of me doing those things and taking my place. But we have to begin to take our place and be that expression of who he is. Matthew 11 Verse 12, it's a very conflicting verse, and I only got just a few minutes. I love this verse. It says this, Jesus says this, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violent, violence, and the violent take it by force. <laughs> and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violence the violent take it by force. This is Jesus talking to us. That Greek word there, I like this passage. Some people think it's conflicting. I, I, I like it. I like the shocking statements of Jesus. The Greek word there is biestes. Uh-huh. 
be honest as. Okay, we'll just edit that out of the video, and then so you kind of loop in whatever's the right pronunciation, biestes or whatever. It means to suffer violence, but also to hurry into or press into without proper thought and repentance. And catch that. Okay, this could become a force for good, this verse, this, this Greek definition. It says, but also to hurry into or press into without proper thought and repentance. This is a violent person, one who uses force, but also one who hurries to appropriate something that seems good without measuring the consequences of such action. Now, let me give you the beautiful picture of the flip side of that verse and us becoming the violent who take it by force. And I don't mean we're using aggression because his heart is love, he is love, we are love. But what I mean is that violent of resisting this. All the sounds of the world, resisting all fear, Everything that's, trying, everything that's on the outside of me that's trying to find a place in my heart, I'm resisting that. I'm violent with that. No, no. I'm not passive in that place. When I'm fighting for my family, I'm not passive. When you're fighting for a prodigal son or daughter, you don't need to be passive. You need to feel the compassion of God. You need to feel the passion and the energy of who he is and how he longs to be with his children. You need to feel that. I've been taken up into his heart and felt his heart before. And let me tell you something. He's not passive. He's passionate. He longs. He longs and he's moved for his kids. His heart, I felt his heart, it burns for all of creation. It burns for everyone to know him. For everyone to be with him. I felt that heart and it's not a passive one. He is a consuming fire. He is that fire. That's why, man, I'm, I'm just ignited because I've been with him, I've encountered him, and I feel that fire come over me because he is a passionate God. He's a passionate father that is looking for someone to come into alignment with his word. So the flip side of this definition, I love this. Think about these people. Let me give you these examples real quick. Think about the Seraphonician woman. Think about the verse I said, Press into without proper thought and repentance. Think about the Seraphonician woman who when her daughter had an unclean spirit, she wasn't a Jew. The story says that Jesus went into the house to be alone. Don't tell anyone I'm in here. She finds a way into the house. Think about this. She didn't properly repent. She didn't come in there and say, you're the Lord and Savior. I want to raise my hand to be born again. She went in there to find him because she knew he was the deliverer. And she rushed in when he wanted to be alone. And you know what? She changed the time because of her faith, because she went after him. And when she said, my daughter has an unclean spirit, he says, why should I take the children's bread and feed it to the dogs? Did he really think that that woman was a dog? No. What was he looking for? Her response. He was looking for her response. And she said this, that even the little dogs eat the crumb from the children's table. You call me whatever you want, but I know that you're the deliverer. And I know that you can set me free. I know that you can set my daughter free. And I have busted in. And I have interrupted everything. And I don't care if I'm not a Jew. I don't care if I'm a Gentile. I don't care if I got all this sin. I'm here because you can set me free. Because I am violent. And the violent take it by force. 
I want to get a healing for my daughter. I want to see her set free. And I've come to get it from you. And she placed demand on Jesus. And then he looked at her and he said, go your way. Your daughter's been made clean. What moved him? Her response. Blind Bartimaeus. He heard that Jesus was there. He heard that Jesus was there. Nothing's going to stop me. He's around me. Jesus! Son of David! Be quiet, Bartimaeus. You're embarrassing yourself. I don't care. I want to see. I'm getting violent. I'm going to get louder until he hears me. I won't stop. I won't be denied. He can set me free. He can heal me. Jesus! And he says, come here. You got my attention. Maybe it wasn't his plan to heal Bartimaeus. But he got his attention. He stepped into his responsibility. He says, what do you want me to do for you? I want to see. I've abandoned my reputation. I've let go of all my traditions. And I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I've come to find you. You're the healer. I've heard about you. And I'm going to lift up my voice and I'm going to shout and I'm going to get free. (laughs) When I walked down the aisle to get free that day, I didn't care what anybody thought about me. I was coming to find healing. I was coming to find the Redeemer. I was willing to let go of everything to hear His voice. Because just once, hearing His voice unlocked everything. He called me forth, and I got violent. And we got violent, and everything shifted. He's just looking for your response. Who will see what I see? Who will come into alignment with my word? I'm going to push through everything. I'm going to push through everything just to touch the hem of his garment. And then news is going to spread that one woman touched the hem of his garment and everybody's going to come following him because I told them that all you have to do is touch him and you'll be healed. The violent, they take it by force. No more passivity. We're done with passivity. We're done with complacent Christianity. This is a time like no other. This is a time for us to fulfill our destinies. And the ones who are going to fulfill those destinies and the ones who are not going to miss the time of his visitation are the ones who are separated to him. And they're diligently seeking after him. Day in and day out, they live, they move, and they have their being in him. I'm telling you guys, this is a time like no other. If we don't rise up and take a hold of what belongs to us, who will? Who's going to be the one? 
Who's going to be the one? When Israel needed to be restored, there was Daniel. There was just one. But that's all he needed. That's all he needed to begin to intercede and believe on behalf of a nation. To begin to stir the heart of a king. An ungodly king to be able to stir his heart up. To begin to be able to refinance the rebuilding of Israel. Jerusalem. But it started with just one man. Who's going to ask for the fire of God to be able to burn so brightly that you become such a force for good in your family, in your neighborhood, in your community, in this church? He's just looking for one. Imagine. Imagine if next Sunday we all, before we came to church, we engaged with him. We spent one, two hours with him just worshiping, wanting to hear his heart. We prayed in tongues for an hour. We sang in tongues. We prophesied. We declared. We decreed. Imagine if we all engaged and we came into this house. It would be fire. It would be explosion. It only takes one. Who's going to be the one? Who's going to be the one that's going to lay down every tradition? Man, I'm so tired of traditions. I ask him all the time, you break every tradition that I have of you. You break every tradition, every mindset that I have that's not of you. You break it all. I just want you. And I'm going after you with all of my heart. I want to burn for you. For one person. To break every tradition, remove every veil of belief, unbelief, believe for the impossible to become possible. We could ignite this place. We could blow the roof off of this place. But it's going to take us being engaged. It's going to take us stepping into our place and doing our part. Rising above to see what he sees. Look. Let me encourage you with this. It's a process. Right, Dan? It's a process. It's a big one. But it's encouraging. I didn't know what to do. When I started coming to the secret place, I was just looking for him. I didn't know what to do. And then he started showing up. And I still didn't know what to do. And I just started to worship. And I just started to abandon myself. And I started to let go. And then all of a sudden, he would be singing through me over my family or over a nation. And all of a sudden, I would start getting these words that would bubble up on the inside of me. But I was really just looking for him. And these things started to happen. It's a process. You, don't, you go in with no agenda and you know, no plan. And you say, hey, Father, I'm just looking for you. I want to see what you see. Open the eye of my imagination to see what you see. You've given me my, that imagination, so I'm going to use it for your glory. And I'm going to begin to focus on you. And I'm going to begin to let go, and I'm going to begin to abandon myself and just to worship in you so strongly, so strongly, so strongly, so strongly. And I'm going to get louder, and I'm going to begin to express myself. And you're going to begin to break every tradition off of me. And, you're, and I'm, I'm, going to get, I'm going to ascend and I'm going to go deeper inside of you. And I'm going to see things that you want to show me because you're a rewarder of those who seek you. I know that you're going to do that. 
And so I just go in there and I just let go. And I just lay on the floor and I just cry. And I just sing love songs. And I just worship him until I see what he sees. And then now that I see what he sees, I set my mind on those things. See, that's what Paul is saying in Colossians 3. You seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, then you set your mind on those things above, not on things of the earth. So now I have a starting place. Father, I know your heart. Your heart is fulfillment. You burn for all of creation. I've seen that. I felt that in your heart. So now I set my mind on this. But it's just a process of you going in there to seek after him and not letting go. Not letting go till you get breakthrough. It's like a space shuttle when it starts off and they do the 10-9. I mean, there's explosions. And it's like me when I go into the secret place, there's like explosions everywhere. And it's rocking back and forth. And my soul is saying, you have so much to do. And I'm saying, soul, be quiet. You know, be settled. And, you know, there's all these things that are happening. And then my mind is in this place. And I'm thinking of this. And I write it down. And then I let it go. And it's like that rocket that's shaking. It's And it's going into a different stratosphere and it's bumpy and it's rough. And then all of a sudden when it goes in the stratosphere, it's weightless. Now I'm going to see what my father sees. And there's the earth. And the earth is underneath my feet. All sickness, all disease, all fear is beneath my feet. Because now I see what you see, Father. You feel that? But I didn't let go. There are times that I did let go. And that's okay. I just came back and I went after him more. And I wouldn't let go until I got breakthrough. Until I saw what he saw. What an exciting time to be alive, guys. I'm telling you, my heart is ablaze for you. Father sees so much in you. He believes in you this morning. He believes in you. If he didn't believe in you, he wouldn't put his spirit inside of you. He believes in you. So he put resurrection power inside of you. And he gave you the keys. Jesus gave you the keys to unlock your inheritance. And he gave you the keys to the kingdom because he believes in you. I'm ready for us to rise up knowing that our belief is in him and that his belief is in us. To rise above everything that's going on and say, you know what? I'm going to take my place. I'm going to get violent. I'm going to take it by force. Not an aggressive. Aggressive to push against everything else and to be with my father. Aggressive to be in that secret place when everything else is falling, around, falling apart around me. I'm going to be an aggressive to go after him. Thank you for listening to the One City Church podcast. For more information about our church, visit onecity.church.